Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneke Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Welcome to The Entrepreneurial You podcast. Over the next few weeks, I will look back at the episodes from season two of the Entrepreneurial You TV edition aired on CBX, of course, Channel 143 on Flow and Channel 28 on Digicel, as well as it was streamed on JamStockX.com. Now, these episodes, they explore the journeys of successful Jamaican entrepreneurs and they share lots of insights to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, Henneke watkins Porter. But before we dive in, let's hear from our podcast sponsor, the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And we are opening with a salute to a savvy Jamaican woman, a mother who takes so much pride in rearranging just about any working space to a stylish haven with proven success. Welcome to this treasured piece of our island, this week's entrepreneur, Lisan Chai Hamilton. Welcome, Lisan. Thank you, Hanniko. So I deliberately did not go into too much about your bio in the intro because I want you to tell the story. So before we get into our conversation, though, I want to ask you, what's one thing that people probably don't know about you? All right. I would say it is that I started learning how to fly a plane before wow. I started to learn how to drive a car. I started aviation school at 16 years old because I had decided at the time that I wanted to be a pilot. I didn't want to sit down behind a desk. So I decided that's the route that I wanted to take. And yeah, so I trained to fly a plane before I trained to drive a car. Well, I would like to hear a little more about that. But let me just say, mystery number one has been revealed. Now, for the 80s born who really loved her ponytail, you are a past student of St. Andrew High School. And you said you were a nerd to me, but yet you love to play volleyball. Explain. 
All right, I'm a nerd in that I am constantly learning. Like I believe strongly in learning and developing yourself, personal development. So that's what I mean by I'm a nerd because I don't really watch TV or, you know, when they have those Netflix and you binge watch, I don't have time for that. So uh, that's why I say I'm a nerd. And I will teach myself, like I, everything for me is self-taught. Oh. So yes, for instance, I didn't mention this before either, that something a lot of persons don't know about me is that I did the CPA exams, the chartered public accountant exams, and I passed, but I just never utilized it. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of nerdy like that, and okay. I love to read. Okay, so let's get back <laughs> to, um, I'm sure you didn't learn to fly on your own though. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to that a bit, Lisan. But first of all, I think I should let everybody know that we met because we were on Capital Quest together I know and it's quest. nine years ago like oh almost a decade can you imagine right so <laughs> we were going head to head you know she was my competitor and yes of that's right <laughs> you and Javit Nixon you yes. took the prize home that was an interesting journey so I think I, I need for us to spend a little time talking about that how was that experience for you all right, I learned a lot from that experience because I always worked with the family business, the stationery center. That's who I entered Capital Quest as. And you know, I was honestly in a bubble. I did not know much about corporate and marketing and operations outside of the company. So it really exposed me to that. It also exposed me to Action Coach, which you're very familiar with. Absolutely. I'm doing coaching to this day. I strongly believe in it. Um, you know, they allow you to be the best that you can be as a leader um, and as an entrepreneur. So yeah, that experience really has propelled me to where I am today. Like I'm so grateful for seeing that ad on the NCB website um, about this, this competition. Yeah. Right. So there's so much for us to dissect right here because I know even through that program with Action Coach, you would have gone overseas. Um, winning some awards as well. Yes. Right, so we probably can talk a little bit about that. All right, so I was a finalist for CEO of the year. I believe it was 2017 and I actually won. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that was a very interesting experience because as I said, before Capital Quest, when I look back at it in hindsight, I was in a bubble and I was exposed to so much more. And honestly, I was addicted. I was addicted to success. I was addicted to learning. And um, that led to being CEO of the year, just the struggles that I went through, the setbacks, but still being able to succeed, still being able to pick myself up and moving forward, right? So I think that's what led me to win that award. And subsequent to that, I've been, you know, finalists in other categories, so yeah. Interesting journey. So you started off in your father's, your family business. Right. My mom and dad started it in 1988. Right. Because that's how you entered Capital Quest. So right. clearly you would have been involved. You know, you're, you're part of an entrepreneurial family. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you growing up? All right. So I started doing invoicing maybe when I was 10 years old. So whenever computers just came out, my dad taught me. So a lot of my work ethic, because I'm very hardworking, came from my mom and dad. And at 10 years old, I believe it was 10, my dad taught me how to do invoices. And my dad taught me how to make desk pads. I don't know if you know what desk pads are. They're, they're obsolete now, but we used to have to use the glue um, and make the desk pads at such a young age. It was quite fun. And then my bedroom, because the, the business started at our house, my bedroom was, became a warehouse at one point because 
we started in the back room with goods and then it moved into the house and into my bedroom so it was it was a journey like I, I saw how my mom and dad worked so hard yes they used to forget me at school maybe one or two times but because <laughs> they were so busy and focused um but yeah it was their work ethic i'm really really appreciative of it and how hard working they were setbacks disappointments they still pushed forward mm -hmm. and I remember when they started the business my mom was very apprehensive um, she didn't want to leave her job but they, they pushed through they just took the leap and pushed through even though friends were saying you have two children to feed what are you doing the risk is too high they pushed through and see 30 odd years later we're still in business and right. survived COVID thriving after COVID yeah and we're talking about the stationary center right yes it's now time for our smart powered by JPS. Get smart strips. Check out those appliances that still have a light on even when they are turned off. It means they are still using electricity. Plug these appliances into smart power strips and save money. Smart power strips cut off phantom power when any device is off and yes helps you to conserve energy that was our spark powered by jps i want to stay a little bit at the point where you came into that competition and many of us in that competition were seasoned entrepreneurs right <laughs> i was the underdog right <laughs> and you came in and you took it like a boss Thank you. I think I want you to speak to that because sometimes we can be in a position and we are so comfortable and perhaps even taking the underdog for, <laughs> for granted, you know, um, there, we were not necessarily looking at you, to be honest with you. Really? No, no, no. <laughs> As the winner, like we know we were all contenders, yeah. like we were all viable contenders. And, and that was a good thing because it was all great, fantastic entrepreneurs. I mean, when I looked at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, all such contenders. But in terms of winning, somebody coming from way behind in terms of entrepreneurship and you took that home. I think that's a lesson there. And I want you to speak to our viewers on that. All right, I will say when I came in, I was intimidated because you guys were seasoned entrepreneurs. Little old me, I was very, um, you know, apprehensive about certain things. And at one point I was like, should I drop out? Because how am I going to even win this thing? I'm just going to embarrass myself on TV. You wouldn't know this, but a lot of the stuff that we did in the days, I would go home at night and look it up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and read about it, especially when we did the Island Grill one. Yes. And Javet spoke about top of marketing. line marketing. Yes. I was like, what the hell is top of line marketing? <laughs> and I went home and I studied. So you guys wouldn't know that. I went home and studied certain things that we did during the day. And all of you were like, yeah, talking about all these things and using your jargon and and I had no clue. And I used to go home and I used to read. <laughs> <laughs> because when your dad, I realized, you know, we, you know, it's competition and we're all competitive. And when your dad came into that competition, because he was there first, I think. Yes. Okay. So I had to go away. Right. Um, and he had to take my place. But unfortunately, he got chick V. Right. And I was like, Dad, you just have to take one for the team because <laughs> we cannot come out and I can't come back home. Um, to deal with it. So please, I know you have Chick V and we were trying to find another team member to go, but they got Chick V too. And 
So he was such a good sport. And that was the one with Michael Leachin. Yes, with that elevator pitch. Yeah, the elevator pitch. This is such a rich conversation. <laughs> I mean, a lot of you may be wondering what we're talking about, but you have to go back some years. YouTube has the history for you guys. Yeah. So go back some years and look on, look for NCB Capital Quest. Season one. Season one, right. Because there was another season after Right, there was a season after us. It was indeed um, a, a, a competition. It was very fierce. It was live reality. Well, not yeah. live, but reality it was reality and it was harsh it was it was terrible in a good way <laughs> we're talking with Alyssa and Chai Hamilton of course lots of has happened since we yeah. met because you got married and all those things whose philosophy is to be a blessing to others our conversation will continue after what's trending <laughs> What does the Audi e-tron, Kia EV6 and the Telsa Model X all have in common? Well, they are all electric vehicles. The world is revved up about cleaner and renewable energies and the auto world has delivered electric vehicles with Jamaica on board, definitely buckled up for the ride. Whether you choose to go fully electric or hybrid, dealers in Jamaica are working hard to keep up with the demand. The Jamaica Public Service has so far installed 10 EV charging stations across the island with plans to bring EV stations to your home. Payment is cashless and made convenient through the chargeable app. You can top up, drive and pay at the end of the month. Not to be left out of the conversation, the Jamaican government also has plans to switch to more efficient EV across multiple industries. Will the country be able to absorb this new influx of electric vehicles though? And can petrol stations compete when charging EV costs three times less? Electric vehicles ain't slowing down. In fact, they are trending. Watch the flex. was what's trending in business. Welcome back. Our guest today is Listen Chai Hamilton. And we are in the garden still. So you've decided to study overseas. Where did you go and what did you do? All right, so I went to Winthrop University, which is in South Carolina. And I went to study math because after being a pilot, I decided I wanted to be a math teacher. <laughs> And I did that for about a year, and then I decided, um, this is not for me either. And I did not know what to do. I'm in South Carolina, lost. What do I do with my life? And my dad said, okay, do marketing. It's a dynamic field, do marketing. So I went and did marketing. While doing marketing, I realized that I loved finance and I loved accounting. So um, my finance professor told me, go ahead, do the CPA. I think you should just do the CPA. So I came back home, did the CPA after I graduated from university and did the CPA. But while I was in university, I had many jobs because I wanted to go shopping and I wanted to go to the movies and I wanted to go out to eat. So I said, okay, in order to do this, I am going to go and work. And I was able to get some campus jobs. I became a fitness instructor. Well, an aerobics instructor. I used to teach aerobics in the evenings with reggae music. And let me tell you, they loved the reggae music. Um, I was a waitress, a admin assistant, 
a cashier in a convenience store and I was also a tutor to the professional athletes of the university. So I juggled, I don't know how I did it, I, I could never do this now. But you know, when you're young, so I used to have five jobs, go to school, and I used to get 4.0 GPAs. So yeah, I was able to juggle all of that. And I believe going to university abroad away from home allowed me to be very independent and allowed me to be the person I am today where I'm just a go-getter, you know, so yeah. And that independence have actually led you from breaking away in some, to some extent from your parents' business and now you have your own and we're going to talk about yes. that. But it's a good time now for a JCF moment, but stay with us for more in our conversation with Listen Chai Hamilton. <music> The Integrated Community Development Project in its second phase, ICDP2, which is funded by the Government of Jamaica and implemented by the Jamaica Social Investment Fund, has as one of its components the Enterprise Development Grant Program. Under this program, hundreds of entrepreneurs have already been helped in a myriad of ways to boost their micro and small businesses. Jamaica Social Investment Fund, JCIF, celebrating over 20 years of investment in community development. JCIF has forged relationships with international funding partners, as well as private and public sector entities. Let us continue to invest to reduce vulnerabilities. Let us build our social capital and resilient infrastructures to ensure full participation in Vision 2030. JCIF, investing for community development. That was our social spotlight, courtesy of JC. Share with us, listen, that light bulb moment for you. You're no longer doing your parents' business, but you're now in another business. Well, actually, I still am involved in the stationary center in certain areas, such as the sales um, but, and some of the operations. But I started Madison Chai in 2021, and it was a COVID baby. Because, you know, with COVID, schools were closed, um, companies, a lot of persons were working from home. So I saw the opportunity to start another company. Stationery Center did sell furniture retail, but with Madison Chai, it was a spin-off. Not only were we selling furniture, but design was the foundation of the business. So we incorporated retail sales of furniture and also projects. So when a company is renovating or a company is opening a new branch or they're moving and they need new furniture, we can provide a full service solution. So we provide the furnishing solutions, the space planning, the interior design, the fit out and renovation. You can choose Madison Chai as a partial service or as the full service solution. And it, it has been great so far. Um, we have been doing a lot, especially with financial institutions. We have now gone into the BPO sector and we have lots more coming. You know, it has been a very, very fun journey and I'm just very happy that we decided to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But tell us a little more though about the name because there seems to be a little story with that name. Yes, so the name Madison Chai is named after my business partner's daughter and my daughter Chai. And I actually named my daughter Chai after my maiden name. Right, so that's how it came about because it's about building a legacy, building a legacy for our girls, setting an, an example um, for them, you know, that they can do whatever they believe they can do and they can set their goals, set their visions and achieve great things. 
Sounds fantastic. Now, you're talking about building a legacy, and I'd love to talk a little bit about what it means for a woman to be in business and how important is it for you to set that example and to have your daughter, you know, see you as a role model, as somebody to emulate? Yes, so my daughter sees me working all the time. So she's four. And she has her little toy computer and all the time she's running up and down in the house. I'm late for a meeting. I'm late for a meeting. <laughs> you know, she knows meeting and Zoom. So yeah, so she, she sees me hard at work all the time and I really want her to understand that, that success is not overnight. It's doing the mundane things every single day, being consistent and just doing what you have to do. You're gonna have the disappointments, you're gonna have the setbacks, but you just have to pull up yourself and go, right? And you know the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Rough, up it's and down. It's up and down, yes. up and down. Some days you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I am doing. And then some days you're like, I'm the best. I'm, you know, really good at this. So yeah, I want my daughter to understand that, that she can be her own boss and she can achieve great things, but it's gonna take hard work. It's not overnight, yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of the services that you offer a little more. So mm -hmm. for example, if I need to open a store somewhere mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just cannot be bogged down with all of this, um, you know, setting up the space. I'm not, there's no creative bone in me. Well, that's not true, but yeah. <laughs> well, tell me about the process. All right, so when you engage our services, the first thing that we're gonna do is try and understand exactly the scope of work. So we'll have a discussion with you. Do you need space planning? Do you need us to specify the furniture? Do you need us to come in and interview everybody and say, okay, what is your function? How do you interact with this department? Um, you know, so we have to really have a deep conversation so that we can make sure it's not only about the beauty, um, creating a beautiful space, but you have to make sure it functions properly. So we speak with you on that. We understand your design preferences. And you know, do you like traditional? Do you like modern? Do you like eclectic, contemporary? Mm -hmm. um, we can therefore prepare a space plan based on the interviews that we do with the staff members. And then from the space plan, we choose the furniture pieces. We do the ordering, the importing, the clearance of the goods, the delivery to your office space mm -hmm. and the installation. So you can sit down at your desk when it's all done. You don't have to lift a finger at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So some would perhaps argue that you, you had it quite made because, you know, your parents were in business and they have been in business and they would have laid that foundation for you. Mm -hmm. But dispel that myth for somebody who just believed, oh, you had it quite made, you know? Well, honestly, I, I saw my parents struggle in the beginning. And a as I said, a lot of the work ethic, I learned from them. Mm -hmm. So they did lay the foundation, but I'm not spoiled. You know what I mean? I decided that I wanted to create my own too. You know, I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. So, or gold. Or gold. <laughs> so I decided that I wanted to create my own foundation as well for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I, it's just part of who I am. I'm just a very independent person. So that's why I didn't have to ask my parents for money to spend at school. I worked for it myself and I've just always been that way. I want to have my own so that I don't have to depend on anybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to touch a little bit on team. Because mm -hmm. I know that as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I struggled with, I grappled with, was to expect that my, my team members would put in that same amount of effort, would have that same drive and passion the way I did. 
And in retrospect, I really think that it was unfair mm -hmm. of me to have that expectation. And many people have the concept of hire slow and fire fast, mm -hmm. which is kind of what I did have, right? <laughs> what is your take on that? What has been your experience, Lisanne? All right, so I strongly believe that a company doesn't succeed. People do, right? So when I hire, I make sure they not only have the aptitude, but more importantly, the attitude. So when I hire, it has to be somebody who has the same values and beliefs that the rest of the team has, which really starts with me, mm -hmm. right? So I believe strongly in training. I believe strongly in motivating every day or inspiring every day because each team member already should be self-motivated, right? So it's all about every day having the energy, caring about your team because if you care about your team, your team will care for you and therefore care for your customers, right? So your team is your biggest asset. I believe also in delegation, hiring to do the jobs that you don't want to do or you're not good at, right? So, I mean, honestly, I love my team for both Stationery Center and Madison Chai. Everybody, ha we're just such a cohesive unit and everybody gets along with each other. Yes, we may have disagreements now and then, but everybody gets along with each other and we move forward. One team, one goal. Yeah. One team, one goal. And my final question to you, Lisanne, is where do you see Madison Chai in, say, five years from now? In five years from now, definitely Madison Chai would have scaled to new levels. As we diversify our product offer, diversify our service offer. Yeah, I don't want to disclose too much. I'm, but I was just about to ask you, what will that look like? Because you can't tease our audience and not say anything. We need some. <laughs> well, we'll be expanding into other industries with the same design as our foundation, providing a fresh contemporary twist with a boutique customer experience. So as I said, I cannot disclose too much and give away our strategy and competitive advantage. But yes, you can definitely expect a lot from Madison Chai in five years. Definitely expect a lot from Madison Chai in five years. Yeah, I'm Gary Rodriguez, owner of Nature Scott, specializing in um, artistic pieces in terms of furniture-wise. Nature Scott is more of an artwork. It's not so much the conventional way of doing furniture, but create, using furniture as the name. Yes, we are called the furniture, but it's more of an artistic piece. So within the house, you know, we try to bring a piece of outdoor inside. Keep the natural contour of a wood, how it looks, the natural flow, everything like that. We do conventional stuff, yes, now and then, but we specialize in really the nature pieces. So just as our nature would make the thing outside, that's the way we do it back inside. Growing up in the country, you know, I used to fall in love with the natural guango tree, Jamaican natural um, wood them. So looking at them, they're always just fascinating. And I remember um, at baptism service after that, I created a piece that was, um, I used it for the baptism and service ticket. And it was a natural piece of wood, bend the natural shape, everything. And from there, I fall in love with this natural way of seeing things. So growing up, that was always in my, mind and my thought really create that kind of look for Jamaican and knowing that Jamaica have a thing I've saying that everything from foreign are the best so I mean all that things like, boy you know what we can create something from Jamaica and yet still in any environment in any home whatever the level or status will be it still stand out you can always find me at Nature Scott on Instagram Nature Scott Jamaican N-A-Y-C-H-A-Z-C-U-T artwork
Now time for Henneke's tip. And of course, today I'm going to be asking Lisanne to help me with that one. The journey is? The reward. So in other words, you need to enjoy your entrepreneurial journey. An overnight success is usually 10 years in the making. Where you are today is where you would have prayed for five years ago to be, and you're here now. So please enjoy the journey as you go along. And with that, we have come to the end of the Entrepreneurial You. Really want to say a special thanks to my guest today, Lisan Chai Hamilton, founder and CEO of Madison Chai. Thank you so much, Lisan Chai Hamilton. It really has been a pleasure catching up with you, all the things that you're up to, and I look forward to your onward journey. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. A big thank you to our sponsors, JPS, the Jamaica Social Investment Fund, JCIF, Bluzik Media, Hope Royal Botanical Gardens, celebrating 150 years of beautifying Jamaica, Scotia Bank, Madison Chai, and Max's Department Store. <laughs>